James chapter 1, and uh, I've been preaching a series of messages on the Word of God. And I am being impressed upon my own self that how important the Word of God is. The Word of God is more relevant today than ever before. Our theme this year is the Bible is still true in 2022. I'm thankful that God hasn't given us Bible number two. I'm still working on Bible number one. And the uh, Lord has impressed by me to spend more time in the Word of God. The best way to prepare for 2022 is to be in the Word of God. Now, I understand every person in this auditorium, your life is difficult. You might be looking around thinking, oh, that person, they have a great life. You may think they have a great life until you get to know them. And then you start talking to them and you find out that uh, their life is very, very difficult. I am thankful that God has preserved and protected his word. Last week we looked at James chapter 1 verses 19 through verse 21. And first of all, to have a hungry heart for the word of God. And I believe that all of us, we fall into the same problem. And that is, um, you know, right away you have, you're on a Bible memory plan or Bible uh, reading plan. You start reading the Bible, and uh, so far you're, you're doing well, but then sometimes you get a little bit behind, and then, uh, you know, you're way behind, and then you just give up. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Keep on reading the Word of God. We found out last week that uh, we need to have a hungry heart, and uh, James says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, or wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And we found out last week that uh, we need to be swift to hear. Remember years ago, there was somebody in our church that had uh, season tickets to line a football game. And they called me up one day and they said, would you like to go to the football game? And I said, sure. I didn't realize this person was a fanatic about football. And they picked me up an hour and a half before the game started, sometimes two hours before the game started. And he'd pick me up and all the way to uh, the arena or the stadium, he would tell me about how uh, these different players would be uh, performing and how they were performing. He had statistics and he was all excited. We got there plenty early. We didn't have to try to find a parking spot because uh, there was nobody there. And then we got into the stadium and uh, we got there before the uh, groundskeepers and the ushers were there. And I'm like, this is crazy. He really loved football. And after the game, I'm one that if we're getting killed, I just want to leave early. Not him. He waited till like a half hour after the football game was over before he left. And I'm thinking, folks, we should be hungry for the word of God. This is God's word this morning. doesn't matter what I think or what I say. It doesn't matter what you think or what you say. It matters what God says. This is God's precious word. So James says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak. What James is referring to, because in verse 1 he's talking to believers that were scattered abroad because of persecution... 
What James is referring to is speaking to yourself. Because right now you can be thinking about something else and your mind can be a million miles away. You can be thinking about what happened this last week. Or you can be thinking about what you're going to do after this service. James said, stop it. Be focused on the word of God. And then he says, slow to wrath. Now why would James include slow to wrath? Have you ever heard someone, a believer, say this? When I get to heaven, I have some questions for God. Folks, we don't have any questions for God. God doesn't make any mistakes. His way is perfect. And what James is saying, there were some people that were mad at God, and there were some people that were mad at James. They were mad at the pastor. And I went over last week how people could get mad at the pastor. I haven't met a pastor where everybody likes him. In fact, Friday, uh, I was talking to a man that's in the ministry, and he said to me, he said that uh, he feels sorry for pastors because uh, with the coronavirus, uh, people are, are divided. And people have left churches. People are mad at the pastor. And then um, yesterday I was talking to a man, and he was saying that uh, uh, four or five people left his church because they were mad at him. Folks, the devil uses anger to discredit the word of God. It says, so he says, slow to wrath. Then he said, we need to have holy hearts. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. I have found out in my own life that when I have sin in my heart, my appetite for the word of God weakens. And Lord, we, and folks, we can uh, fill our minds with the wrong things. And then a humble heart. Wherefore, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to save your soul. That word receive means to welcome. And every so often I'll have some salesperson knock on the door, ring the doorbell, and I just recently had somebody ring the doorbell, and uh, they were trying to sell siding, and I wasn't interested. I just said, I'm not interested to shut the door. But if there's somebody that I'm interested in, I will open the door and invite them to come in. What James is saying is receive, welcome the word of God because it's able to save your soul. I want to preach this morning on the way of blessing. If I would ask each one of you after the service, if you want to receive a blessing from God, you'd all say, yes, pastor, I want to receive a blessing. I want you to receive a blessing this year. And sometimes we don't even realize we're receiving blessings from God because we're looking for the physical instead of the spiritual. But God wants to give you a blessing. James tells us how we can all be blessed. And that is not only be hearers of the word of God, but to be doers of the word of God. James chapter 1 verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightwith forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, continuing therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. 
Word blessed means happy. Happy in his deed. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, I ask this morning that you would help us to focus upon your word. Lord, guide my lips, guide my mind. Lord, I ask that this service would be one that we hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In 1983, I traveled for a group called Neighborhood Bible Time. We had Bible Time here several times, and several of you know what Neighborhood Bible Time is. Neighborhood Bible Time, uh, they sent out two men to churches to hold a Bible school. I went to a church called Danvers Baptist Church in Danvers, Illinois, not too far from here. And um, the pastor, I'll never forget, his name was Pastor Thacker. He loved to pray. And he prayed for revival. And I believe God honored his prayers because that week we saw a number of young people get saved. And we saw parents coming to the rally. And uh, my partner from uh, Bob Jones University was a practical junker. And uh, we were supposed to ask for what kind of juice we wanted. And we said we'd like to... uh, uh, get some Gatorade, and the pastor's wife, Mrs. Thacker, had never heard of Gatorade. And so we drank it all down uh, in two meals, and uh, uh, she said, you know, I really would like to taste what Gatorade tastes like. So my partner decided that he would make up his own Gatorade. So we went into the kitchen, and he found the food color, and he poured green and yellow in, and it didn't look like Gatorade to me. And then he took some salt and he dumped a whole bunch of salt into that container. And he put some water in it and put it in the refrigerator. So when it was time to eat that night, I I remember she had her grandkids over and um, uh, she had the table really decorated nicely. And she said, I thought the gator was all gone. He goes, no, I, I think there's some more. So she went in there and pulled out the Gatorade out of the refrigerator, put it down on the uh, table, and we started to get ready to eat. And uh, uh, she said, who wants some Gatorade? And uh, she said, before I give it all away, I want some, she said. So she poured and filled her glass up, and then her grandson said he wanted some. I thought, oh, no, this is not going to be good. And so um, Pastor Thacker prayed, and a little kid right away he grabs that glass of Gatorade. Well, it wasn't Gatorade. It was salted water. He took the sip and he spit it out. I'm glad he spit it back into the glass. He said, that's nasty. Well, she said, uh, we pay money for this? Let me taste it. And she took a, a sip and she said, oh, that tastes terrible. So I can't believe we paid money for this stuff. Well, my partner finally told her it wasn't really Gatorade, and uh, she decided she was going to get us back. <laughs> so later on that week, it was like two days later, I got into my bed, and there was cornflakes or Wheaties in this, between the sheets. <laughs> it took me 10 minutes to get rid of all those cornflakes and Wheaties. And uh, next morning, I remember she had a grin on her face. She said, well... How was breakfast in bed? (laughs) I really thought it was all over then. I thought we had made peace. The Lord was really working. And so then uh, 
It was Friday night after the closing program. We saw a lot of people come to the closing program in this small town. We saw people getting saved. And then afterwards, they had a big sheet cake at a fellowship. And they had called the evangelists up in front. And uh, they had this huge sheet cake. And they took pictures of it. It had NBT on little squares of cake. And they had some cake for my partner and myself. And so um, I'm glad this time I wasn't really... Uh, Usually I'm not very patient, I'm ready to dig in. I'm glad he dug in first, and he picked up that piece of cake, took a bite out of it. He took a bite, and he spit it out. He said, that's nasty. That isn't icing. That's toothpaste. (laughs) I smelled mine, it was toothpaste. They had specially made our icing out of... uh, Toothpaste, it made it look like icing. You know, folks, it's not fun being deceived. And I'm sure all of us have been deceived many, many times. But what's worse is when you're self-deceived. And James was writing to a group of believers who were being deceived. And I believe the same thing that's happened to them is happening to us today. We're being deceived. We we think that just reading the Word of God, we equate it with doing the Word of God. Now think about it this morning. How many sermons have you heard during your life? Now if you grew up in a Christian home, you probably heard thousands of sermons. And many of them you thought, wow, these are life-changing sermons. These are good sermons. But what are you doing about it? I think of Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, where the Bible says that many in that day will be deceived. They think they're going to heaven. And yet Jesus will say to them, I never knew thee. Depart from me. I remember years ago, a lady said to me, she said, I tried church. It doesn't work. Folks, just coming to church isn't going to change your life. It's applying what you hear from the Word of God. So first of all, we see the command. He says, but be ye doers of the Word. These Jewish Christians were guilty of just hearing the Word of God and not doing the Word of God. We can do the same thing. Just because you know you ought to read the Bible, and if you don't read it, it's not doing you any good. If you know you ought to pray and you don't pray, it's not doing you any good. Uh, You can know that uh, Jesus is coming soon. But if you don't live in light of his return, it doesn't do you any good. And James is saying, you want to be blessed? Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be ye doers is written in the Greek language as a continuous verb. So it says, be ye doing the word of God. So every time you come to a Bible study, every time you come to church, you ought to come anticipating to hear something so that you can apply it to your life. And not hears only. The word hears here is used to describe someone that audits a class. Or someone that will go to a concert just to enjoy 
the singer, or the band. You know, church attendance has become a spectator sport, and it should not be. Many times we'll come out if there's a fantastic storyteller or speaker. And we love to hear the stories. And we come to church and we leave the church in the same condition. Folks, this is God's word. God has a message for each one of us. And if you're here this morning and don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God says to you this morning, you need to get saved. If you're living in sin this morning, God says you need to stop living in sin. If you have a problem with worry, God says the Word of God can change you. And I understand that so much of what's going on in church today is entertainment because we want to be entertained. But folks, it's the Word of God is what we need. Because the Word of God changes lives. Notice what he says. Deceiving your own selves. When we don't change because we don't do the Word of God, it not only affects us, and it grieves the heart of God, it hurts those around us. As a pastor, I've heard many, many times, well, I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites. Well, folks... They'll go to the grocery store and there's hypocrites at the grocery store. We need to go to church to hear the Word of God. It was in 2007, Evangelist Harold Vaughn flew me out to Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, to give a testimony. And when I was coming back, I uh, got on the plane and I got a window seat and uh, a lady in her 50s sat next to me. And I thought to myself, I need a witness to her. I need to talk to her about Jesus Christ. I need to, you know, God placed her there for a reason. And watching this lady, I could tell she was really nervous. Uh, she put out, she pulled out the safety card and she read the front and read the back and flipped it over, read the front again. I thought, wow, she's not used to flying. And then she tried to put on her seatbelt or her belt, safety belt belt and uh, she was having a hard time so I reached over and showed her how to do it she said oh thanks and so I engaged in a conversation with her and I said where are you going she said I'm going to Florida and she said when I get to Florida I'm going to meet up with a friend of mine and we're going to stay down in sunny Florida for about a week and uh, fly back and uh, I said oh that's good and she asked me if where I was going I told her I was going to Champaign and uh, she said, where's that? And I told her. And then she uh, started to talk about Roanoke. And I said, you know, uh, I was able to drive around Roanoke a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of churches, a lot of churches all over, a lot of Baptist churches in Roanoke. And she said to me, she said, do you know why there's a lot of Baptist churches? I said, no. And she said, I'm Catholic, she said. And the reason there's a lot of Baptist churches is because Baptists don't get along. So they start their own church. I thought, oh, great. Now I got a witness to this lady. I'm going to tell her I'm a Baptist. I'm going to tell her you want to get saved and become a Baptist so you don't get along with each other. Folks, how we live does affect those around us. 
And James is saying, don't deceive yourself. James chapter 4, verse 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin. So God says, if you know it's right and you don't do it, it's sin. If you do something wrong and the Bible's against it, it's called sin. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him and his sin. You see, there are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. Luke chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says, But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. The blessing comes when we not just hear it, but when we obey the word of God. Let me ask you this morning. What are some things that you know that God teaches that you're not doing? What about love? What about forgiveness? What about reading the Bible? What about generosity? There are all kinds of commands in the Bible that we don't believe. Pastor Stuart Briscoe from Milwaukee was teaching a group of believers what to do when you read through the Bible, Bible study. And he was talking about uh, when you come across a command or you come across a promise. And he asked the class, he said, when you come across a command, what do you do? Some elderly lady raised her hand. She said, Pastor, I underline it in blue ink. He said, well, that's good. That makes a colorful Bible. But he said, we're supposed to put it into practice. When you read your Bible in the morning, God is speaking to you. God is telling you how you should change your life. So we see the command. Then we see the caution. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgiveth what manner of man he was. I don't know where they get this statistic, but they said the average person looks in the mirror at least eight times a day. Now some people look in the mirror more than eight times a day. Some people look in the mirror less than eight times a day. In Bible time, they didn't have mirrors like we have today. They would look at a piece of metal and see the reflection. James is saying there's a caution. When you come to church, you hear the word of God, and you leave without changing, it's like a person that gets up in the morning. And they look into the mirror and they think, oh man, I gotta fix my hair up. Oh boy, I gotta see, oh man, I gotta put some makeup on. And then they leave. And they don't do anything about it. You see, when the Word of God is preached, it's not for information, it's for a transformation. It's to change us. It's not for somebody else, it's for us. Because God uses His Word to speak to hearts. For if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. 
So it's like a man that stares in the mirror and realizes that he has things to change, but he doesn't change them. Years ago, a missionary in Africa had a small mirror that he took with him when he went to a village. And he hung this little mirror on the tree so he could shave. And he'd get up in the morning and he'd look at that little mirror and shave. And the witch doctor saw what was going on. And so the witch doctor had never seen a mirror like that before. And so when the missionary wasn't there, wasn't shaving, the witch doctor went up to the mirror and looked in the mirror and jumped. Because the witch doctor saw a scary face. It was his face. It was all decorated, looking ugly, and looked in the mirror again and screamed. And so he went to the missionary and he said, I I want that mirror. And he was bargaining for the mirror. And the missionary could tell that the witch doctor really wanted that mirror. So he bargained for the mirror and traded some things for the mirror and grabbed the mirror and put it down on the ground and took a large rock and broke the mirror in pieces and jumped up and down on the mirror. And he said, good, that mirror won't, that piece of glass won't make ugly faces at me anymore. Now, folks, mirrors are right. And the Word of God is right. The Word of God shows us how we really are. And if you don't like What you see, you need to change it. And so here's the caution. You can look at the Word of God and become a forgetful hearer. And a forgetful hearer isn't someone that has a loss of memory. It's someone that gets occupied doing other things. There was a man who... um, a pastor was preparing for a sermon and his wife uh, wanted to know if he was about done because he kept going into his study and kept studying, studying, studying for the sermon. And the pastor finally closed his books and he got up from his uh, recliner and I said, honey, uh, what's for dinner? And she said, you're finally done with the sermon. He goes, no. I'm just starting because now I need to practice it. You see, when you're finished with this service this morning, you need to put into practice what you hear. Because God's word is valuable, it's powerful. Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, when Isaiah saw God high and lifted up, he said, Woe unto me, because I'm a man of unclean lips. See, it's not enough this morning to know that life is short. It's not enough to know that death is real. It's not enough to know that there's a real heaven, there's a real hell. There's not enough for you to know that Jesus is the only way to heaven. You have to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Luke chapter 5, verse 8, when Peter realized that Christ was the way and Christ was right. He said, depart from me. For I am a man, a sinful man, O Lord. And so we see the not only the command, but the caution, but the consequences. You want to be blessed? 
You want God to bless you this year in 2022? And as I said, I don't know what's going to happen in 2022. I I don't know what's in store for us. I don't know how difficult life may be, but I know the best way to prepare for 2022 is to be in the Word of God. The consequences. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now before you think, and maybe you do believe, that... um, if I read the Bible, it's just, it's gonna put a, a bondage on my life. It's gonna tell me what I can't do and what I can do. You know, the Bible is a perfect law of liberty. It's telling you how to enjoy freedom. It's telling you how to enjoy your law, walk with the Lord, enjoy life. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now folks, God says that. God says that if we read the word of God and we apply it to our hearts, we'll be blessed in our deeds. The mirror of God's word is a perfect reflection the Bible's never wrong. It's always right. If God created us, He knows us better than we know ourselves. Folks, how many times are we deceived by just simply being hearers of the Word of God? You can come in this morning, you can hear the Word of God, and you can leave the same way, and you can think that, uh, well, that was good service because I heard the Word of God. No, it's a good service when you apply the Word of God to your heart. But if a man be a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Blessing in God's eyes. Because all of us this morning, we have a definition of blessing. And the world standard of blessing is uh, make a million dollars. That person is blessed. Or if you accomplish something great in your life, you make a name for yourself, you're blessed. If you pay off your house, you're blessed. If you do some great deed, you're blessed. God says you're blessed when you obey the Word of God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, The book of the laws, this book of the laws, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. See, God's word tells us how to live life. I am so thankful God tells us how to get to heaven. And I'm thankful this morning that um, God is not wrong. And many, many people will be shocked. All those people that believe there is no God, there is a God. And all the people that think they're going to get to heaven because they're a good person, they're going to be shocked someday. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way because Jesus died on the cross for you. If there's an emptiness inside your heart, it's because God put that in there. So James is saying to these readers that were suffering, that had been persecuted, he said, you want to prepare for tomorrow? You want to be blessed in your deeds? 
You want to be strong inwardly? Don't just be a reader of the Word of God, but be a doer of the Word of God. It's wrong for us to ask God to bless and answer our prayers when we don't even obey His Word. I promise you this. Tomorrow morning, if you went to work and uh, your boss uh, says to you, I have all these projects for you to do, and maybe he made a list, or maybe he just told you verbally, and that day you didn't do any of them, at the end of the day, he says, oh, well, so what did you do with your time today? Did you get that done? No. What about this other? No. You wouldn't be working at the place you're working at very long if you didn't do what you were supposed to be doing. And how many times do we hear a message and we leave the same way we came in and we don't apply the Word of God? James says you want to be blessed in your deeds? Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. John 13, 17. If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a mirror that you looked into and it straightened you up automatically real fast? It saves some ladies a lot of time, all right? You look in that mirror and boom! Immediately, your hair would be straightened up, your makeup would be put on, uh, you'd have, you, your beard would be shaven, and you think, wow, that'd be perfect. Well, I have news for you this morning. There is a mirror. It's called the Word of God. And the Word of God will change you. I'm thankful that God is in the changing business, and His change is for the good, not the bad. We need to obey God His way, not our way. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what God says. And folks, I'm so thankful that God's given us His Word. And if you're like most Christians, you pull out the Bible for Sunday morning, and you put it back on the shelf and get it next Sunday morning, blow off a little dust, God desires for us to be men and women of the Word of God. Let's bow our heads and hearts for a word of prayer. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning, I'm thankful you came this morning. And folks, we all struggle with being doers of the Word and not hearers only. Perhaps you're here for the very first time and you're shrunk with the fact if I died today, would I spend all eternity in heaven? You know, Jesus could come today. I've talked to people on Sunday that the next day they went out into eternity. It's not something that we need to put off. If you feel conviction in your heart, it's because the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one looking around. Is there someone here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure that I'm on my way to heaven. I'm not sure all my sins have been forgiven. If I died now, I'm not sure where I would go. That concerns me. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you simply raise your hand so I could see it and pray for you? Thank you for that hand. God bless you. Is there anyone else here this morning that you're... Thank you for that hand. God bless you. 
Anyone else here this morning? You say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm on my way to heaven. That concerns me. Here's my hand. I want to join these others. God bless you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Is there anyone else here this morning? And you'd say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved. Folks, don't be shocked someday when you die and you find out there's a real heaven, there's a real hell, and you're not going to heaven. How many would say this morning, Pastor, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but I've been guilty of hearing the Word of God and not doing the Word of God, not practicing the Word of God. Here's my hand. Please pray for me. God's convicted me in this area. Here's my hand. Please pray for me. God bless you. Many, many hands all over this auditorium.